Guess who's back? It's the real WrestlePro. Ginger Jedi mind tricks teach you all that he knows. Had nobody in charge and he's got all the news. Real talk, straight shooting interviews. Join the queue, put you in a submission. 20 bucks for Nelson. Cooking shows, picking fights, still got time for a podcast. Buck never stops and he's gonna let you know that. Welcome to the Pat Buck Show. I'm your host, Pat Buck. Alongside me is KM, again. But this is a special episode, or more of an update. You know, we normally release this on a Thursday, and I thought a lot happened in pro wrestling, or something interesting happened in pro wrestling, where thanks to GoPro Wrestling that produces this show, we can kind of cut in and out and address things as they happen. Before we get into that, though, I'd like to plug something that's near and dear to the show. On Thursday, we're going to release our regular episode, both on iTunes for the podcast and on YouTube for our video show, which hopefully you're watching now. That being said, we're going to be plugging our Patreon. I know everyone has a Patreon, but we're trying to make ours different. It's patreon.com backslash Show. With that, you're going to see three different tiers, but it's going to be basically for those that are really engaged with this program to kind of be a part of it, whether it be interactive and just speaking with me and KM on daily different issues and wrestling topics on our Facebook chat or things when we book a show and book things for WrestlePro, which is literally what we do with our lives. <laughs> so the episode on Thursday, we're actually going to sit down and book an entire pro wrestling card in a post-COVID world. So you'll get to see what the Patreon's going to be about because you get a chance to be a part of that. So again, it's patreon.com backslash Show. Let's talk about the weekend update. So KM, are you familiar with the Tom Segura thing and what's been happening with wrestling? I've been seeing it buzzing online. I've been hearing Tom Segura's name mentioned a lot more recently, and uh, I wasn't big into his stand-up and stuff like that. So I did become more familiar with what was going on uh, through Twitter and then speaking with you earlier. And uh, But, yeah, it's pretty wild. <laughs> well, so I'm excited to see what you have to say about it. I guess I'm a little fired up, but not for the traditional reasons. You know, you, we've seen a lot of wrestlers reply already, and I'm kind of embarrassed by the way most wrestlers are replying to what Tom Segura said. For starters, before I even we show the clip of what Tom and Christina P., his wife, who's also a comedian, said on their podcast, I just want to say, like, I actually like Tom Segura. I think his, I was watching his special during the early quarantine uh, on Netflix, and I, I found it funny. I watched his wife do stand-up on Netflix during this quarantine on um, The Degenerates. Is she actually funny, his yeah, wife? Yeah, they both have good material. I mean, clearly they have a huge podcast following, and they're, they're talented individuals, which I think kind of is one of the main reasons why people are so hot about what they said. But before we even go any further with that, let's, for those that don't know, who don't, you know, follow pro wrestling and pro wrestling critiques very hard, let's just reshow the clip here. <laughs> An adult watching Puppy Dog Pals. So many guys who love wrestling. <laughs> I think wrestling is for fucking retards. But it is. But so many people. So <laughs> like many people. It, it love is the it. fucking <laughs> stupidest shit. And I think you're a fucking tool. <laughs> If you're like, yeah, hey man, it's not fake. It's fucking it's fake, fake, and you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, but grow up. They're not real fights. Uh, these are just stunt people. <laughs> 
But imagine and the fact that like guys are like, man, did you see the Undertaker? That, that's who he loved. <laughs> he liked Undertaker. Jesus and Christ. he made me go to a WWE event in yeah. in LA. When it's I pathetic. Was, it's pathetic. I'll You're tell a you pathetic what, though, person. I'll tell you what. Yeah. It was actually pretty fun. What was? The event. Going to a live wrestling. Yeah, so is the Special Olympics. It's a fun <laughs> thing to go to. But it's not real. It's not a real competition. Of course not. But some people do. The people who think it's real, they are R-worded. Definitely. They're completely retarded. Yeah. It's for children. It's not for... But when it's a male adult... If you're over 11 and you're like... You see SmackDown last night? <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's how this guy was. And he knew all of them. And, and the then stories. he tagged in his partner. And then they grabbed a chair. Man. I, I never thought we would see the day. Yeah, I know. That the Bass Brothers, <laughs> the Bass Brothers. <laughs> would hold the belt. What the fuck is wrong Wait, with you? Wait, and then he would tell me the saga. He's like, and then, you know, Vince McMahon, he's the bad guy. And Vince owned the whatever. And no, I'm like, it's, it, you are know, you kidding me? That's how shit? the ads for wrestling should be. It should be like, <laughs> WWE, this is for diminished capacity. That should be their tag <laughs> for the fucking wrestling show. Wee, 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 uneducated. Jesus Christ. It's not a real sport. They're so dumb. All right, so there's the clip that everybody's talking about. This clip was everywhere. It was on Forbes.com. Everyone's wrestling Twitter, and I think it's just going to keep going on. I'm noticing Tom Segura is actually leaning into it rather than being apologetic for it, which I kind of understand. But, you know, basically I want to say the Internet went nuts. You know, here's a guy who has half a million followers on Twitter. First and foremost, you got to give the guy some credit or a lot of credit. He's a successful dude. He sells out arenas. I saw a couple wrestlers and peers of mine write, who's Tom Segura? He's doing a lot better than most of us, okay? That's the first thing. But what I want to kind of do is break down kind of what he said and address it. I'm not defending him. I'm a pro wrestling advocate. I'm in a pro wrestling school right now. Pro wrestling figures on the desk of my friends. It's what I do, you know, promoter, producer, everything pro wrestling. So... Don't think I'm going, oh, I'm defending one side or the other. I just want to give a different take on it because I think that people don't realize why they're so bothered and why this is such an issue. So if we can, let's kind of break it down, not sentence by sentence, but I'm going to have, have the GoPro guys play a clip and we'll kind of go from there, right? So if we can start that off, that'd be great. <laughs> An adult watching Puppy Dog Pals. So many guys love wrestling. <laughs> I think wrestling is for fucking retards, but it is. But so many people, so <laughs> like many people, it, it love is the it. fucking <laughs> stupidest shit. Stop right there. Right off the bat, we got attention with the word choice. I think that that's <laughs> that's one of the main issues, is because look, and I think it's a, a generational thing that certain generations use certain words in different ways. You know, an older generation looks at that word. I'm not going to say it. I'll just call it the R word. And, you know, it's, and it's not something I'm going to jump down someone's throat, but right off the bat, we all know there's certain words that are kind of going to make us, you know, put our guard up or, or don't feel right. The younger the generation goes, the more they respond, they kind of have a connection to that word or they just, it just doesn't feel right. The weird thing to me is that I think right, right off is that word has become, you know, synonymous with, you know, Clearly, it's about developmental disabilities. So you're saying right there that if you like it, it, it's taken in one of two ways. Dude, there are, pro wrestling fans got really upset about this. I don't think they know this, 
but a huge portion of professional wrestling fans are drawn from developmentally disabled people. I see it with my own events. There's, I've seen it with WWE. A lot of developmentally disabled um, people are drawn to our industry. Why? It's colorful. It's easier to, you know, there's, there's superhuman people that look incredible, like cartoon characters, and you get sucked into the storylines, you get sucked into all these different things like that. So that's, it's kind of insulting to say that, you know, developmentally disabled people are attracted to pro wrestling and laugh at that. They are, just like we are. But the thing that, I, that and also it's for those who are, you know, not developmentally disabled, that we're foolish for liking something that developmentally disab disabled people are drawn to. Because wrestling is a lot more than just, you know, what they're kind of making it out to be. I don't know if I'm making kind of sense with this or I'm just kind of getting on a rant here. Yeah, but also think about how many wrestling companies, whether they be independent companies or the bigger televised companies, do work with hospitals, do works with schools, and do work with individuals. And that you could literally take that word and, like, it's almost taken out of context where it's like, why would you say something that stupid? Right. Uh, where it could be classified as, like, are you literally just talking about all these types of fans and stuff like that? Like, wh like, why wouldn't you think two steps ahead? And then even after he said it, he didn't even think of it. He laughed about it like it was funny. And also, uh, not for those that uh, I'm familiar with Tom Segura and his, and his stand-up, he's had issues before with uh, that word, actually, where many people complained on, you know, he's had four Netflix specials. He's an accomplished comedian. The guy sells out arenas, does very well for himself. The thing is that he's also had a lot of criticism where people have complaints in Netflix about him using that word in the past. And he kind of, his stance on it was he's not, you know, like he, he's not defending, I guess defending using the word. But his whole thing is that, you know, he has a whole bit about it in one of his prior specials. Mm -hmm. So he's comfortable, it's kind of part of his, shtick, if you will, that people don't realize. It's not out of left field where he kind of brought this up. He's actually had criticism in the past. Netflix actually responded and said that um, they defend the opinions of artists. It wasn't using that exact sort of wording, but, but that was the concept where people critiqued it in the past. So it's not really the first time that he's kind of used that terminology. Um, going forward, if we can play a little more. And I think you're a fucking tool. <laughs> If you're like, yeah, hey man, it's not fake. It's fucking it's fake, fake, and you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, but grow up. They're not real fights. Uh, these are just stunt people. Stop. <laughs> All right. Now this starts to make my blood boil a little bit, and here's why. Use the word fake again. It's kind of it, there's such a big difference for what we do between the word predetermined and fake. Huge difference. Okay, uh, and. Comedians, there's a term that goes for them that I bet gets under their skin more than a regular person would. That'd be if you call a comedian a hack. Nobody wants to hear that. If comedians get called a hack by their peers or someone in entertainment, for some reason it just gets to them because it's, it's insulting the integrity of their work. I kind of take, or I do take offense to the whole thing that, you know, what we do is predetermined, but like the bumps or what we do physically is, is real. You know, and I think they may be like, oh, they're not really hitting each other. Yes and no. If I kick you in the chest, you know, and that's one of the things that I do because I won't kick someone in the face because I, I don't want to end their career. 
chances are I'm probably kicking you 85 to 90% of what I can actually do. I don't want to, and sometimes 100 because I'm fired up. But there's so many things that aren't, you know, fake is just, eh. The one thing I don't like here that no one's brought up, and because I think no one's paid attention to, is when he said uh, they're just stunt people. I'm not a professional stuntman, but I am a stunt performer, and I've worked in three or four major productions within the last year as a stunt performer. The thing that kind of gets to me is when you're a successful stand-up comedian like him, you're also probably doing a lot of movies. I know he's done some films, some television. If he's ever cast in a movie or cast in a TV show where he's shot and has to fall down the stairs, this guy clearly is not an athlete, so they're going to bring in a stuntman that's of his size or of his girth to do that. But we're also paid a lot less than actors, and we take all the physical risk. So by you saying they're just stunt people, you're essentially insulting a whole different group of people. And that's what has always kind of gone on, um, or not a lot of people know, like there's no stunt category for Oscars. There, they, we've, you know, and that's, I, th I guess it's kind of near and dear to me because I consider myself a stunt person. The whole different thing is not a stunt man because you gotta work your way up. There's integrity there, there's camaraderie there. Uh, but saying like, hey, they don't matter. And there's also, a huge difference between being a stunt performer and being a professional wrestler, and I can say that because I do both. The one thing I can say is that a professional wrestling match is essentially like doing 25 stunts in a row, uh, essentially without stopping. If you do a stunt and just, you know, you, you fall down for the day or you take a couple punches, there's no contact. When you're doing, unless you're working with another stunt person, meaning fight scenes, if, if they, but if most of the time when you're doing a fight scene, you're doing it with a protagonist, a main actor. There is zero contact unless the actor is hitting us. If we're fighting back and doing all these things, you think if I'm working with Tom Cruise, I'm ever allowed to hit him or go near, like, no. There, it's all camera angles. With wrestling, it's completely the opposite. We can't pull our things because it's live television. So, you know, by saying that we're just some people, like, you're off the mark, dude. And I'll say that, there's things in stunts that are super dangerous, jumping off high falls that are 30 feet that you can lose your life with. Chances are in pro wrestling, you're not gonna like do something where you're, if something goes wrong, you're gonna die, but that element definitely is there all the time. But, we're kind of, but the thing that's different in stunt performing and stuntman work, stunt work, you're padded up to, to you know, you have a back pad, you have, and in wrestling we get knee pads, maybe some elbow pads, and we're taking the most outlandish bumps for entertainment because we love what we do, where, you know, in the stunt performer world, it's about safety, about getting the right shot, making it look realistic, making it look gnarly, but there's protections that go into each. So by saying that, it's, it's kind of lame, if we can continue on. <laughs> but imagine- and the fact that, like, guys are like, man, did you see The Undertaker? He that, that's who he loved. <laughs> like, he liked Undertaker. Jesus And Christ. he made me go to- a WWE event in yeah. in LA when it's I pathetic. Was, it's pathetic. I'll You're tell a you pathetic what, though, person. I'll tell you what. Yeah, it was actually pretty fun. What was the event? Going to a live wrestling. Yeah, so is the Special Olympics. It's a fun <laughs> thing to go to, but it's not real. I, th I think that speaks for itself. <laughs> That's kind of a <laughs> thing to say, but he's always leaned into that. So look, we're all for freedom of speech. I'm saying what I want. You say whatever you want. The, the one thing going back that I should have addressed is like, it's, you keep harping on it's not real. Dude, you both of you get on stage and make up stuff to entertain. 
Like stand-up comics, I know, and, and a lot of my good friends are stand-up comics. Chris Gethard, Dan Soder, like these who love pro wrestling, which is how I know them. Like Chris helped me get my SAG card to actually do stunts by allowing me to do one on his episode. Um, but the thing that's like kind of strange is that stand-up comedy is all based upon either exaggerated stuff, made-up stuff, where then you put in your own sequences and timings. Again, I'm not a stand-up comic. I actually tried it for three months and failed terribly. Uh, it's just, it's just at open mics and half the time I was like, oh, this went well. Half the time I'm like, wow, I am the most unfunny person in the world. <laughs> but the thing with that, that is that- That was funny. Eh, you know, self-deprivation <laughs> works. Whatever the word is. But the thing is with like, the whole deal with stand-up stand comedy is like, you are literally standing there with a microphone creating stories that are probably not real, but then you look at another form of entertainment and go, it's so stupid because it's not real. And also, collectively, stand-up comedy, and I know this because I think stand-up comics and professional wrestlers are so incredibly similar. Most of us come from broken homes. Most of us are broken people, which is the reason why we go into an art form like this, because something is wrong with us, and we want the attention and the acclamation that comes with it. So, um, forgive me, I have notes, and I forget where I'm going sometimes, but there's, a, there's so much crossover between uh, stand-up and pro wrestling and similarities. We both put up with good promoters and bad promoters. We're booked in a certain part on the show, whether it be an opener or an MC or a headliner, just like us wrestlers. They're, when we go to a show, there's someone on top that's making all the money that, you know, and then there's an opening match and there's someone just on the card. We travel nonstop. We, but the one thing that's, that's, that I like about, that I think is one of the better things between stand-up and pro wrestling is that the longer you do it, the guys that stick around, we have respect for and we take advice from them. And like I've noticed a lot of different, you know, there, there's a lot of similarities between wrestlers and comics. So I think, I think Tom opening up and just kind of saying that, there's like a, a subconscious sort of thing where it's like, man, like we're all entertainers trying to do the best our can. And we got a guy with half a million followers on Twitter and not for nothing, I think it's kind of weird that nobody's gone after his, I'm not saying go after his wife. I think she's actually really talented too, but like, why is Tom getting all the attention? And like, nobody's going after her for some reason. I just think it's kind of like, attack the guy. Like, you know, you know I'm not saying, it's just weird, it's just ironic to me. You know what I noticed though? That every single person that over the years that always comes forward and makes the claim like, oh, they're, they're fake, they're actors, they're this, that. It's the people that, don't watch it, don't follow it, don't know anything about it, but just cast that judgment like this is what it is. But what, what are you basing that on? You're just saying right. that out of nothing. Like, and then, it, and wrestling falls in between that fine line of like, is it like a Broadway play or is it a sport physical like football? Like we don't get, I don't want to say credit, but we, people don't view us a lot of times that don't know about pro wrestling that how physical it is. They just say, oh, they're in costumes. They're, 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 it's, it's choreographed. It's this, uh, they, they don't, like when you think of football as a sport, they're like, oh yeah, oh, he's banged up. He's a football player, you know? He gets very physical. It's like, pro wrestling, that's all we do. It, from bell to bell, it's just physicality. It's not, it's not a ballet. We're literally throwing each other all over the place, and there's a reason why a lot of wrestlers that should be alive today aren't because whether they're on painkillers or their body just gave out or they're in wheelchairs, they're crippled. I mean, I'm 37 years old and I've had six surgeries and I'm mangled. I have a, the knees of an old man, an old athlete, and I shouldn't at my age. I should be super healthy. But, and again, all my injuries were attributed to wrestling. So I actually take great offense 
when people always come saying, hey, it's fake, it's fake, it's fake. It's like, you don't know what you're talking about and you're telling me that it's done this for 20 years, what it is. Stop, stop. I don't tell, I'm not gonna tell you how to do stand-up comedy because I don't know anything about it. Don't tell me what this is that you don't know about. And it's kind of ironic, him saying the fake word, two days after I just watched the Dr. D. David Schultz, right. where the whole episode was based on a report saying it's fake. And, and I, I don't think their intention here is to be like John Stossel and be like, I'm gonna expose wrestling or how dare you. I think. Let me just say this. I also think they're stoned, which is fine. <laughs> they're, they're high, which is totally, I get that. You just say silly shit. But I, um, one thing I wanted to point out to another similarity between wrestlers and uh, comedians, which um, has actually, I think, gotten better. I, I can't speak on behalf of comedians because I don't really know, but I'm going to guess that, is that we've lost a lot of our performers to substance abuse. There, there's something about what we do where I said we, we're, we're broken people. Hmm. Um, but one thing I want to point out is I actually, it just kind of came to mind, Tom's special, like the whole harping on the fake stuff and, and it's silly because it's fake. Tom, I watched your special and it was awesome, Ball Hog on Netflix. There's a premise in there, uh, uh, one of your bits, where you talk about you, you, I don't know if you get, again, if I get the bit wrong, I for, forgive me, but where you're with a, a woman, I, think, I don't know if you guys got high together or whatever it may be, and she tells you her dream. And you're kind of like, oh, what's your dream? And her dream is to do something sexually explicit to the Wu-Tang Clan. And the whole running joke about that is eventually, and Tom, again, I'm butchering your joke, but the whole payoff is that she actually sees you years later and succeeds, and it's funny because there's nine people in the Wu-Tang Clan, I have a hard time believing that that's real. You, I'm assuming that you made it up. It's fake, stand-up's fake. You know what I mean? Like that's, or I could use the term exaggerated. We, we, we you know, take exception to the word fake because our, the physicality, because that, that stuff's real. I mean, I've been, Kevin's had a million injuries. I've only had a couple. I mean, even right now, my broken nose, which I could, I could put that clip in here just to, to show like what's real and what goes wrong with wrestling. <laughs> Every day I have to do this, if we can listen, one, two. Oh! I have to adjust oh. my nose back so I can breathe correctly. I didn't even know you could do that, oh! Yeah. Um, and also, I'll mention another thing, to, or if we, we can play a little more, I'd like to bring up something else. It's not real, it's not a real competition. Of course not, but some people do, the people who think it's real, they are R-worded, definitely. They're completely retarded. People that think it's real, they are what? R-worded. So, oh, R worded. Oh, okay. You know, she knew. She at least knew not to say the word. She said it a couple times. But oh. and the one thing I want to say about, uh, I'll bring up his, again because I feel like nobody's giving attention to his wife. Which I watched your, I watched you on the Degenerates, and one thing I saw again, pro wrestling so so fake. Like we're all just trying to entertain here and put the best. You know, you may not like what we do, but nobody's ever like, no wrestlers ever sat down and gone, stand up comedy is stupid. It's fake. It's you know. R word. It's just a dumb thing to say. When I watched your thing, and I thought it was really good, but one thing that kind of took me out of it was you would, uh, when you were on the Degenerates doing your your, and, and I'm acting like she's gonna watch this, probably not, but I'll just bring up a point. You know, um, she would cut a joke, and then I noticed all of a sudden the camera would go to the crowd and come back, and her hair was kind of messed up and in a different direction, and then cut another joke maybe later on, and her hair was back the other way. I know this from stand-up comedy, you know, just from a couple friends that you, when you put out 
stuff, your, your hour, your content, whatever it be. You probably have one or two shows, maybe three. I think it's normally two where you try to get the best camera angles, the best reactions, the best you know, lighting or the joke wasn't well paced. So you go back and you watch both things and you edit it to make it look the best presentation that you possibly can. That's a luxury we don't have in pro wrestling. What, what, what we do out there is just what we do out there. But, you know, are we to sit back and go, oh, pro, you know, stand-up comedy is so fake. Look at this shot here. Her hair is this way and coming back and then say, nah, we're just, and I bet you most people don't see that. I see that just because I know about this, these sort of things, just from paying attention and having a lot of respect and appreciation for what you guys do. But, you know, it's just, it's just a weird thing to like harp on, but again, I also think that they're just incredibly stoned too, but keep good. Yeah. It's for children. It's not for, but when it's a male adult. If you're over 11 and you're like, you see SmackDown last night? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's how this guy was. And he knew all of them. And, and the then stories. he tagged in his partner and then they grabbed a chair. Man. I, I never thought we would see the day. Yeah, I know. That the Bass Brothers, <laughs> the Bass Brothers. <laughs> would hold the belt. What the fuck is wrong Wait, with you? Wait, and then he would tell me the saga. He's like, and then, you know, Vince McMahon, he's the bad guy. And Vince owned the whatever. And no, I'm like, it's, it, you are know, you kidding me? That's how shit? the ads for wrestling should be. It should be like, <laughs> WWE, this is for diminished capacity. That should be their tag <laughs> for the fucking wrestling show. Wee, 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 uneducated. Jesus Christ. It's not a real sport. They're so dumb. Okay. And th there's there's a whole clip, you know. Um, but it's really like, it's just it's just weird for two artists that are ultra successful. Uh, I think I read on Wikipedia they have a seven point four million dollar house, you know, clearly doing well for themselves. To look at other and and stand up comics are often you guys know this that com compared to other forms of entertainment, you guys got to eat a lot of eat a lot of crap and put up a lot of negative critiques. It's almost like on the hierarchy of entertainment, you know, we have actors and up here, and then it's like, eh, there's stand-up comedy and pro wrestlers that we're compete. You know, we're both competing for 300. Well, at least we are competing for 300 people in the crowd. Also, a point you brought up is that it's for 11 years and younger. Yeah, the mainstream product for WWE has targeted, you know, the youth for a while, but there, there's just such a history of pro wrestling. I think this what's this what angers me the most is because I think there's a consensus of these comedians. There's just a couple, but Segura comes to mind. I'm not sure if Burt Kreischer falls in this category and actually Rogan, who are like so open-minded and they talk about all different perceptions and they just hate pro wrestling. It's almost like they don't, it's like they, they just keep looking at it through the point of view like they're just trying to, to fake fight and you know just pretend to be a sport. And like that's not essentially what we're what we're doing, like that's part of it. But like what I really wish could happen, I wish I could be the guy selfishly, but like I don't think you guys realize like where this come from or what goes into this. And, I, and you may think that you do, but you probably don't. And like just giving a basic historic background of professional wrestling, like the first kind of pro wrestling existed after Civil War era, where people just kind of wrestled, it was legitimate. It was legitimate up to about the 1900s. And then what came along is around 1900s, 1920s, they started realizing this is kind of boring. So they started to script the matches, not meaning follow a script, but kind of make it a little bit more entertaining so they can kind of, you know, 
it's really, if, if he and I, if Kevin and I just start wrestling in this room right now, it's not exactly the most exciting thing. So they started to, to go through things like that. Then people started catching on and going, oh my God, this is kind of, they, they started to realize like, oh, this is kind of, not only is this kind of boring as well, but I don't think this is legitimate. So what happened in like the 1930s is three people came along, Goldust Trio, which I believe was Tootsmont, Ed Lewis, and Sandow. Basically, the three of them came along in the 30s, and they added a little bit more entertaining moves and figured out a way to script it. But it was also, it was also done, you know, we, we come from the circus. So a lot of this was come from, you know, and there's different takes on what happened in the circus, where you'd have your actual wrestler come out and challenge someone from the crowd and destroy them because we had the skill set. But then what started happening is they realized they could double dip and they could have a wrestler come from, you know, this trained wrestler along with the bearded lady and, you know, whomever, the three-headed child, whatever it may be. But they had, you know, the wrestler come out and essentially beat the local tough guy, actually about put them in a sugar hold, which, you know, incapacitates them. They'd have someone else in the crowd save that person for real and challenge them to a fight and the wrestler would be like, not right now, I'll do this tonight so they can double draw and bring back. So then we started realizing like, manipulation and things like that and we've always tried to make it more legitimate or not insult people's intelligence with what we do, but if you have people, real, that, that's look, we just saw a really incredible UFC card, but the thing is there's plenty of times where you watch MMA where you're like, that was kind of, you know, eh, that, that, that wasn't that great of a fight or nothing really happened. With wrestling, it was more we can control what does happen and we can do this every single weekend for the, for the rest of our, not rest of our lives, until our bodies break down rather than fight once, twice, three times a year. So just going forward, I want to give a, a whole thing about wrestling, but then like we had the over-the-top characters in the 50s with Gorgeous George that, that drew huge numbers and people coming to see them and, and going, what is this, this guy in coming out to music and has curlers in his hair and he's disinfecting the ring and all this stuff and drawing these big crowds and then it went away again because people are like, oh, this is not real. Then regional wrestling grew and then we had the 80s boom going into you know, what we had now. I don't know why I just gave all this information on that, but like we have a history to this. We get into this not because we want to be tough guys or because we want to be fighters, it's because there's an art and there's a craft. I know that because I teach it freaking four or five days a week and my job's been producing that for a long time. So it's just, I wish that these conversations back and forth to explain, well, this is why we do, you know, this is how we get under the crowd's skin. It's not just looking at the crowd and going, ah, you know, I'm gonna choose this, this maneuver based on realism. If I put you in a headlock, it's the same way as any wrestler, real wrestler, according to you guys, would do so, but we know how to do it where it looks completely legitimate and we can actually draw an emotional response from you but I'm just saying, what we do, you stand-up comics go from town to town, get on stage, and they deliver verbally with some physical stuff, because you walk around, move around your body language, and what we do is go town to town and deliver physically with an occasional verbal thing. It's just like, what we do is so incredibly similar, you know, just like, I just don't think it was cool to kind of, you know, insult us like that. And I've noticed since, I do appreciate what he's doing. He's leaning into the heat. He released a t-shirt today, like, or this weekend, and he's kind of like embracing, but you know, saying things that we need to be wiped off the planet with flat earthers and vaxxers. I know it's just a, a bit, but it's just like, 
people have, I think wrestling fans are really incredibly, you know, bothered and frustrated because there's just a lot more to what we do than just what you're looking at and making fun of, if that makes any sense. Well, I'm, I'm still, because uh, he said 11 years old and younger, so the only thing that's popping in my head is like, well, the seven-year-olds that stayed up till two in the morning to watch Omega vs. Okada, New Japan, because <laughs> wrestling's only for 11 and under, right? Right. Or a six-year-old watching Bobby Lashley make out with uh, Lana. I'm sure they really appreciated that one. Imagine, imagine you only allowed 11 years old and under to, uh, during the Attitude Era. The, those were the only fans watching it. Shawn Michaels making the crowd, the, the flashers flash the crowd, and just children watching it. It's only meant for children. That's one of the stupidest things. It's only meant for kids. You have to, you're, they said dumb. They used the word dumb. Anyone over 11 years old watching it is dumb. Mm. Which they actually sound dumb saying that. I guess one of the things that kind of bugs me or, or annoys me is that, like, we're not saying pro wrestling is a sport. It's, it's, to be honest, it's not a sport, but we're legit athletes. And I think, dare say, like, the some of the best athletes in the world. When it comes down to cardio conditioning, strength, you know, it's, we operate on a whole nother level. Played, I played almost every sport that there is, and there's nothing that exhausts me more than being in a pro wrestling thing. Um, you know, what I kind of want to say is that like there's so many comedians that are supportive of what we do. Tony Hinchcliffe, uh, Ron Funches, Dan Soder. You know, it's just it's just weird that like there's a select group that are that are buddies that just constantly like insult or you know take jabs at at pro wrestling. And I think we're just kind of sick of it. I mean, to say that it's just for we were just talking about this. To say it's just for children, it's a multi-billion-dollar industry. Granted, there's only you know one or two places that have a viable TV products, but, you know, it really is, a, like, people, uh, every single day when I go home, I see my wife is watching Bravo and Housewives, and I don't get it, I don't like it, I get why she likes it, though, so I just shut up and sit there and then ask to change the channel, like, why can't it just be like that, you know, instead of kind of like, oh, this is throwing in the words you guys threw in and just saying how, you know, it's, we're, we're just, we're, they're just stunt people, just, eh, I just think, I just think it's in, uh, it's in poor taste. You know what's crazy, though? When you think of, like, celebrities and actors and stuff, the ones that, like, frequently will appear on WWE, or even, like, like Q and uh, Sal from Impractical Jokers, the ones that are actually real wrestling fans, when you talk to them about pro wrestling, like, I was talking, when I was talking to Q about it, he's never been in a ring, but he, I mean, yeah, he was in a ring once, but he's not a wrestler. He said, he's like, dude, you guys are crazy. You guys kill yourselves out there. The ones that are actually fans of wrestling and follow it and grew up watching it, they have a deep appreciation for what we actually do in the ring, and they know the physicality we go through. It's the ones that don't know that pass judgment on what we do, and they're very wrong in that aspect, where they say we're not really hurting each other, we're fake, we're fake punches, fake this, fake that, but then you try to talk to them, like, when's the last event you've been to? Have you ever been backstage? Do you even watch it? No, 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 it's stupid. Like, how, how are you going to say all that? I almost wonder if someone like him just walked backstage as everyone's gearing up for a show, and they're just seeing everyone all grizzled, beat up, they're seeing everyone tape up their knees, and just seeing the wear and tear that these guys go through every night. I almost wonder if that will change their perspective when they actually see it. Like, when I, when I wrestled Steiner at Impact, and I've been in this forever, I didn't know he was as banged up as he was. Like, he taped up his whole body. Like, and I was like, holy crap. Like, I wonder if he saw something like that where he's like, wow, these guys really go through stuff. Like, and I, you think that would change his mind? I don't, I mean, because it came back to a thing. It's like, oh, it's not, it's not a sport. But the one thing, it's, it's just, 
you are successful at what you do. At some point in your life, you and your wife saw a stand-up comic, you know, hypothetically, what if it was George Carlin or, or um, you, whomever, uh, Lenny Bruce, I don't know. You see something, you're like, oh my God, I wanna do that, I wanna be that. It's the same thing for KM and I. As, as kids, we saw it, we're like, and we could never shake it, and we had to do it, and we devoted our lives to it. So I think, not only it, I think you know, what I, basically what I wanna say from this is that I wish there was a better understanding of what we actually do. I'd love to show you. I doubt you'll even see this. I would love to have you, and again, I'm not being one of those guys. Dude, okay, and I have to apologize to you too for some of the pro wrestlers that responded to you that you know, play that tough guy or I'll show you. Hmm. Come on, man. I mean, I really doubt Tom Segura has ever been punched in the face <laughs> in his life. And also, pro wrestling is filled. It, what we do is essentially what I feel is real. You know, there's nothing fake about it except you can say the predetermined outcome. But the one thing I will say is our industry has a lot of fake tough guys in it. And it's, it's that sucks when I keep, keep seeing that online. Like, I'll show you. Uh, they probably won't. But what I think would do a lot of good is if we, people actually had this conversation and can, you know, hey, this is why we do that. Much like, you know, but the thing is, it's just, we, I just hate that a lot of us have a lot of respect for what you guys do. It would just be nice to get that back because we hear it all day long from all sorts of people. But to hear it from such an established guy that sells out arenas and his wife, who's successful too, it's just like, it's a, you, you basically fucking fujied us and low blowed us here. So I think that's where the issue really stems from. So overall, it's been a real interesting weekend of wrestling stuff. But to end on a positive note, or what I hope is positive, we do have an episode coming out on Thursday where KM and I sit down and actually book a show in a post-COVID world. Now, if you want to get more of that content, we're going to keep plugging and plugging because, well, we're both unemployed right now. So patreon.com slash patbuckshow, where you too can kind of basically be the booker man, be the pencil and sit in on us and actually have um, some feedback and sit in on actually booking a show for a company. Go check that out if you can. And to follow us on Twitter, he's Superstar KM. The mantra is the same as the social media. I'm Buck Never Stops. Thanks for tuning in. See you later, guys. Cut. That one well. <laughs> yeah, but Segura is a real boss killer. killer.